to episode 5 of Expecting Rainbow, a podcast about navigating life after experiencing pregnancy or infant loss. I'm your host, Justine. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and in today's episode, I will be sharing resources that were helpful to me and others through the death of our babies. listening in today. It's the last week of October and the last week of Pale Awareness Month. Last year during this time, I shared a bunch of Facebook posts as a way to process my year of grief over Stephen, while also sharing a bit of my experience with friends and family. One of the last posts I made had a bunch of links and resources, and some of those things were helpful to me during my grieving journey and others were things that I wish I had known about sooner. We don't usually expect babies to die and I think often by the time someone is searching out for these types of resources it's already kind of too late. Not that the resources I'm going to share are no longer valuable, they're super valuable, but just that there's this period of time when lost parents feel alone and lost because the unimaginable has happened to them and they weren't expecting it. And I would rather someone be at least a little prepared rather than scrambling to find support. So that's why I wanted to share these things. I hope you get to listen to this episode and just store these things in the back of your mind. You don't know if you'll need them or if a friend or family member will need them. There's nothing that can prepare anyone for the pain or grief of a baby's death. But please know that there is a lot of support out there that moms and dads and parents are not alone and that there is a whole community in a club we wish we weren't a part of, grieving together and supporting each other. So the first thing I wanted to share is not not a resource, but I guess it's advice to expecting parents who have not had a loss, and that's to plan things to do with your baby at the hospital. Maybe this is a weird thing to suggest adding something in your birth plan in the event your baby dies. But I feel like that first 24 hours after I found out Stephen died, I was just so shocked and sad and angry. I was processing all of these different emotions and the doctors and nurses were throwing so much information at me, checking up on me. I didn't have much sleep. I just didn't have time to think. And it was hard to process everything going on. And then suddenly, I had this limited time to spend with Steven. We took pictures, we played music, but most of the time I just spent it laying with Steven in my lap. And I remember wondering to myself, is there something more I should or could be doing? Expecting a baby should be a wonderful and beautiful thing. It is a wonderful and beautiful thing. So I don't want to dampen what should be a joyful experience by saying, prepare for your baby to die. 
I'm not here to make you stress or overthink it, but I think it is worth planning how you want to spend time with your baby. When a baby is born alive, many parents will do skin to skin during that first hour after baby is born. They will sleep with their baby in a cot next to the bed, dress the baby, bathe their baby, sing, read, or play music. They'll take pictures and maybe send a quick text or email announcement to close family and friends. And these are all things you can do if your baby dies too. So I guess I wanted to add that I think this is the type of information you don't usually find until after you're out of the hospital and you can't get that time back. So if you have not had a loss, just know that you can take as much time as you need to spend with your baby. Hold your baby, take pictures. The time you get will never be enough. It will feel like you're expected to fit a lifetime of memories in just those few hours. And there are so many things I wish I did with Steven. I wish I had taken more pictures of him. But whatever you do get to do will be beautiful and precious. It sucks leaving the hospital and going home without a baby in your arms. And sometimes all you get are a box of mementos or photos. And these things are really special because they are pretty much all you have for your baby. So I wanted to share some organizations that offer gifts and experiences or services that help support parents and help them remember and honor their babies. The first one is Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. My hospital didn't have this, but they had their own thing where they took photos of babies, so every hospital might have something different. But Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep offers in-hospital photography, and they gift remembrance portraits to parents who have experienced the death of their baby. They are a worldwide organization, and if you are a photographer, you can apply to be a volunteer for them and help gift these photos and memories to lost parents. Then there are Weighted Bears. There's three companies that I know who make these. MollyBears.org, which was started by Bridget Cruz in honor of her baby Molly Christine. There's MommiesOfAnAngel.com, which was started in honor of baby Noah. And Healing Embrace, this was started by Jennifer Summer and Shauna Hoffman in honor of their babies. So these three companies, they make customizable teddy bears that weigh the same as your baby at birth. And this gives parents and siblings something to hold on to when they're missing their baby who died. I know a lot of families who also like to include their bears in family portraits to represent their little one. These next two are keepsake shops, and you can find many of these on Etsy, Facebook, Instagram, 
and I know there's a lot out there, so I'm just going to share these two that I have keepsakes from or have bought from. So there is The Cooper Project on Etsy by Jen Chappelle in honor of her son Cooper. Jen makes stamped metal jewelry, so you can get bracelets, necklaces that are customized with your baby's name or birth date. And every year, Jen spearheads the Pink and Blue Awareness Project, where tons of volunteers will make these pink and blue bracelets, and they get shipped all over so that people can wear these bracelets to raise awareness about pregnancy and infant loss. So that happens every October. So next year, if you're interested, you can check out the Cooper Project and help them make bracelets for awareness. Next is a beautifulremembrance.com. This is run by a family who has lived through eight miscarriages and they make prints and other keepsakes to remember your baby. I heard they just came out with ornaments for the holiday season. I personally just got a print from them with Stephen's hand and footprints that my friend Emily got for me for Stephen's second birthday. And they have a variety of things, so be sure to check them out. So those were just a few shops and organizations that offer keepsakes for your baby. And this next organization that I wanted to share helps moms by offering support and services, and that's the Finley Project. The Finley Project was founded by Noelle Moore in honor of her daughter Finley, and they were so helpful to me. They help moms by offering different types of services. So they sent me gift cards for food and groceries, and I didn't have to worry about how I was going to eat on my hardest days of grieving. They also paid for a few counseling sessions for me, and they connected me with a licensed mental health counselor in my area, and they did all the research for me, called for me, so I didn't have to do a thing but show up. And I still see my counselor at least once a month now, so that has been one of the most valuable services. Their program supports moms who have lost children between 20 weeks gestation and up to two years old. So if you want to apply for the program, you can do so by going to thefinleyproject.org. You can also go to the website to apply to be a support coordinator, and that's a volunteer position to be there for lost moms as they go through the program. So when they need someone to talk to, you're there, or if they need someone to walk them through their grief, you can be there, and that is also a great way to volunteer if you are able to. So these next few resources I'm going to share are websites and blogs. So the two that I read a lot of during my first year after Stephen died was stillstandingmagazine.com and unexpectedfamilyouting.com. And these are two great places where you can 
get a glimpse of what it's like to live life after pregnancy or infant loss. And there are so many stories that are shared. So whether you have had a loss or not, I think these two sites are really worth visiting and reading. I also really love my friends Emily and Dustin's blog, stillarmaggie.com, where they both write about their experiences with grief and life after the death of their daughter, Margaret. I know there's not that many resources out there for grieving fathers, so I think it's helpful to have a blog out there that is written from both mom and dad's perspective. Next, I'm just going to list a bunch of these links um, to websites and organizations, and you can check these out for pregnancy and infant loss awareness and education. So there is starlegacyfoundation.org, nationalshare.org, mend.org, compassionatefriends.org, missfoundation.org, and stillbirthday.com. These are also really great sites to go to if you need to find a support group in your area or if you would like to donate to research or donate to services that are provided for lost parents. So now I'm going to share some books. And I personally did not read books for a long time after Stephen died, especially about loss. I tried and I skimmed through some, but it was really hard for me to read these books because it just made me angry reading about other babies dying. I was mad that Stephen died and I didn't want to accept that this was something happening to other families too. But the first book is Still to be Born by Pat Schweibert and the hospital gave me this book after I delivered Stephen and I've only skimmed through it but it includes some of the what to do what not to do for family and friends and I also appreciated the parts that gave me permission to grieve in the way that I needed to grieve. Then there is A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis And I had decided that I should read this book because I saw so many quotes from this book that resonated with me and helped me process my grief. And while this book is not specifically about pregnancy and baby death, it's still worth the read. So I do have a list of books that have been recommended to me and I haven't read them, but I do plan on doing that this next year. But I'm just going to list some that my friends have read and have really liked. Um, So here it goes. There's an exact replica of A Figment of My Imagination, a memoir by Elizabeth McCracken. It's Okay That You're Not Okay by Megan Devine. Notes for the Everlost, a field guide to grief by Kate Inglis. Shattered, Surviving the Loss of a Child by Gary Rowe. I Had a Miscarriage by Jessica Zucker, In the Waiting Time, Messages from Infertility Warriors, compiled by Emily R. Long. And actually, Emily R. Long has a few other compilations. There's You Are Not Alone, Love Letters from Lost Mom to Lost Mom, From Father to Father, Letters from Lost Dad to Lost Dad, 
and from mother to mother on the loss of a child. And that last one is not necessarily about baby death. And if you're the type of person who likes devotionals and workbooks, here are a few that have been recommended. Grieving the Child I Never Knew by Kathy Wunenberg. Loved Baby, 31 Devotions Helping You Grieve and Cherish Your Child After Pregnancy Loss by Sarah Philpott. Heart Space Book by Amy Summers. Life Without the Baby by Emily R. Long. And I Love You Still, a memorial baby book by Margaret Schofield. And lastly, here are some podcasts you may be interested in. There is Still a Part of Us, and they interview moms and dads about their loss story and also give lost parents a platform to give advice to other lost parents. There is The Joyful Morning by Ashley Prophet. And there are a lot of great episodes. She interviews a variety of people on different topics. There is Sisters in Loss, Managing Miscarriage, Infertility and Me, and Life After Baby Loss. So check those out. I know it's probably hard to keep track of all these links and books and websites, so I will be sharing all of these resources in the show notes and on our website at expectingrainbow.com slash episode five, so you can check it out whenever you need. If there was any way I could help others prepare for the death of their baby, if there was a way I could make the grief more bearable and the experience less painful, I would do it. And these things that I've shared are just a few that have helped me and my friends through our lost journeys. If you have other resources you would like to share with others, please do so by contacting us through expectingrainbow.com so we can add it to our resources page or by leaving a comment on this episode on the website. We're all in this together.